gather together once again. Thankful for this opportunity and the midweek service that we can come and worship the Lord and magnify and glorify His name. Amen. Feast at His table. Good to see you here, Brother Billy. It's been way too long. God bless you. Praise God. We welcome each and every one of you. Amen. Can we sing, Come and Dine, the Master Calleth? Have you heard his call? He's got plenty to eat. Amen. He's got a table filled. Amen. We can feast at it. Hallelujah. Jesus has a table for Where the saints of God are fed. He invites you.
Let's start with verse 1. Not to have one guilty feeling on Jesus. Amen. Amen and amen. Maybe just before we go to prayer we can just sing, set your wings to the winds of faith. Set your wings to the winds of faith.
Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. I just happened to see Sister Francine standing there beside Brother Emmanuel and just praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God is good. God is real good. Amen. Brother Darren Hoffman, could I ask you to come and pray with us tonight? I haven't got any written requests here tonight, but if you have a need, just lift it up before the Lord. I know we we are a needy people. Amen. Come on, brother. God bless you. Heavenly Father, we're a grateful people tonight, Lord. Father, how that eagle is just a type of us, Lord. And Lord Jesus, we just want to climb in the realms of revelation. Father, we just want to set our eyes high, Lord Jesus, to soar to heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And Father, tonight we've gathered, Lord Jesus, to set aside the things of this world, Lord, to put all these things out of our minds, Lord. There's so many cares, Lord Jesus, so many pulls upon our time and our energy, Father. So many distractions, Lord. So much misinformation, Lord God. How Satan is just polluting the airwaves, dear God. And everywhere we look, everywhere we hear, Lord Jesus. Father, we see his handiwork all around us, Lord. But Heavenly Father, we're coming in here tonight, Lord Jesus. Because we want to hear from our Heavenly Bridegroom. Lord Jesus, you have robed us in your righteousness, Father. You have prepared us, dear God, to stand by your side to reign with you for eternity. And Lord Jesus, we're here tonight, Father, to receive more of what you have for us. Lord God, we're thankful for our brother Murphy, Lord. We pray, dear God, move the man out of the way, Father. Lord Jesus, we want to enter in, dear God, to the preaching of the word, where all things are possible to them that believe. And Lord Jesus, let our faith, dear God, rise up, dear God, tonight to claim the things that we have need of and to possess them, Father, that they are ours, dear God, for the taking. We possess them tonight in the name of Jesus Christ, those that need healing in their bodies, dear God. Lord, our sister Francine, it's good to see her here, Lord. Lord God, we uphold her before the throne of grace, Lord, our brother Henry, Lord. Lord Jesus, we're thankful for the victory that you have, dear God, in their lives, dear God, that you're glorified in each one, dear God, that Satan has tried to sift like wheat. But Father, you've prayed for us. You have kept us, Lord God. You've provided everything that we have need of, Father, to overcome in this evil day. And Lord, we pray that you'll strengthen your people. Many are the needs of the afflicted. But Father, you will touch each and every one of their lives. You will raise up their faith tonight, Father. Lord Jesus, even if it's just a, a crumb, dear God, even a crumb, dear God, will satisfy our souls to know that we've come and we've met with you, Lord. Lord Jesus, we pray that you'll have your way in our midst, Father. Lord God, remember Brother Tim, Brother Michael overseas. Lord God, continue to watch over them. May their efforts be fruitful, Lord God. Lord Jesus, bring them back to us safely, we pray, Father. Put your your hedge about them, dear God, and keep them safe, we pray. And Lord Jesus, we just commit the remainder of the service, the song leader, the musicians, Lord, everything that's said and done, Father. May it be for your glory, we ask it in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. You can have your seats tonight.
just want to remind you that uh, this weekend is uh, time change. So Sunday morning they're going to put the clock back an hour. So don't forget or you're going to be an hour early, which is not a bad thing. Amen. God is good all the time. God is good all the time. He put a song of praise in His heart of mine. God is good all the time. Through the darkest times, His light still shines.
Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Are you thankful? Amen. Praise God. Thankful for the Holy Spirit. That is, oh, that God released at Calvary unto us. Amen. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, through His shed blood. Oh, thank God. Through repentance and baptism, we can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ Himself poured out into the believer. Amen. So then it's not a God above us or God with us, but now it's God in us. God in flesh again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. I'm looking forward to the word tonight. Brother Murphy's going to come and minister, and we just want to be ready and pull on the word. Amen. Whatever God has in store for us, we want it. Amen. So let's sing. Maybe we can stand together once more. Sing, fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. As you just prepare ourselves to receive what God has put on his heart for us to hear and to receive, to believe, to be strengthened and encouraged, to anoint our faith, to keep pressing on. Amen. That's all what God has in store for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, fill my cup. Are tonight to lift out our hot cup, let the Lord to fill it. You know, man cannot fill it uh, because a man doesn't possess that. But if you have it emptied out, let the Lord come to fill it. It will satisfy each time when you present that to Him. So, Lord, I'm coming to desire for you. Welcome, Brother Billy. So good to see you. I was so surprised when I see you sitting in the first row, but it shouldn't be. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Well, let's uh, turn to the scripture, if you don't mind. Book of Isaiah, chapter 53. And welcome uh, all the believers that's come to the house of God. Uh, I think especially for those faithful believers on the other side of the border. I came over, I saw Red Ellie uh, Cuzeros is here. 
Yeah, yeah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Anna, Sister Lisa, Sister Ruth Weber. Uh, I cannot say thank you enough for you all make that effort uh, to cross the border, be a part of the congregation, not just be a part of it to participate, uh, participate, but be a part to give a blessing to the people that are surrounded it here. We just um, pray the Lord to uh, give you the double portion. And all the believers that are on the U.S. side that cannot have made a cross on uh, our heart to love you with the deepest of love. And pray the Lord to uh, take it away, all the restrictions. And uh, we're looking forward to that so that everyone can come and uh, enjoy the, the service and worship together with us. So um, let's turn to our book of Isaiah, chapter 53. Uh, just one verse, uh, verse 12. I know there's a whole chapter to talking about um, uh, our Lord Jesus um, uh, who was on the cross. But I just want to, uh, just one verse, uh, verse 12, and then we go to the New Testament. Um, 53, verse 12. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he has poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Let's turn to a book of uh, Mark, uh, Gospel of Mark. Chapter 15, verse 20, uh, sorry, verse 6, uh, book of Mark, chapter 15, verse 6. Now at, the, at that feast, he released unto them one prisoner, whomsoever they desired. And there was one named the Barabbas, which lay bound with them that had made insurrection with him, who had committed a murder in the insurrection. And a multitude of crying aloud began to desire him to do as he had ever done unto them. But Pilate answered them, saying, Woe to ye that I release unto you the king of the Jews. For he knew that the chief priest had delivered him for envy. But the chief priest had moved the people that he should rather release a Barabbas unto them. And Pilate answered and said on, again unto them, What would he then that I shall do unto him, whom he called the king of the Jews? And they cried out that it again crucified him. Uh, verse 27. Let's jump to verse 27. And with him they crucified two thieves, the one on his right hand and the other on his left. And a scripture was fulfilled, which says, and he has numbered with the transgressors. Well, let's turn to the last scripture, the Gospel of Luke. Just a few pages is, uh, behind this, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 23. Luke 23, verse 39. And one of the mill factors which were hanged to real reeled on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and thus. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Does not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justify, uh, justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, O Lord, remember me when thou comes into thy kingdom. 
And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Let's bow our head again. Dear Heavenly Father, we had opened up the, the most sacred scripture. Because, the Lord, that you wrote this scripture, Lord. Though it is as a man's hands that write it, but, Lord, you inspire them. Because the answer expresses your thought. Lord, this book is a new book to us because your prophet, by the Holy Spirit, has revealed that to us. So we're not reading just merely a book, but we're reading Jesus Christ himself. So, Father, I just pray you that you reveal yourself again tonight. You have to reveal yourself time after time. Has been strengthened at us. We pray that your word to strengthen us, O Lord. And the blessed are the people that are coming over and the people who want to come but cannot be able to make it. Lord, and may the same presence, the same blessing be their portion as well. Lord, we give you thanks. We know that you are the revealer. Lord, it doesn't aim man to reveal your word. It takes the Holy Spirit to reveal it. We want you to become a personal God to us. We don't want you just to become a far away. We don't want a teaching. We don't want to just a theologian talk. But Lord, we want the Holy Spirit to speak to us. That's all the purpose we're coming here for. We pray, Lord, today you're coming down to meet our need, to deliver to the people that need to de- need deliver, to answer the question in the children's heart. We thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. It seems like there's a vast subject when you start talking about the kingdom of God. And I almost feel there's no end to it. And every time when I start to look at it, it's just something new coming. And I break my record. This is my part three. I've never done this before. I hope it won't be the part 159 until I finish. But I'll try to just do... What I can uh, by the help of the Lord. Um, uh, but you know, no matter what you preach, that uh, everything is for the benefit of the children of God. And so no matter what title is it, and no matter what um, uh, scripture that we are uh, pulled from, and or the, the context of it, but if we have the right heart before the Lord, and I believe God is, uh, each time He will meet all our need. So I just pray to the Lord um, uh, tonight He will do the same thing. You know, I was... Um, uh, look at the uh, the message. What is attraction uh, on the mountain? So I was in that for uh, for a little bit, um, a little while actually. So um, uh, it was so inspired in me uh, when he talked about the attraction. You know, I, uh, um, immediately I thought about you. I thought about you to come into the service uh, for tonight uh, in a, such a stormy and uh, rainy night, uh, and the people to embrace the, the storm and they're coming over. Uh, I said, what is the attraction there? And, uh, you know, when you talk about an attraction, it's something that uh, catches you. And so that you put all your focuses on that, uh, you try to find out what is that. An attraction is not just an attraction, some just boom, attracted. That's just a flash in the pan. But when it attracted, if something had the reality to it, you look at it, you look at it because you want to find out what exactly that is. And when I think about the, the people that come into the, the service and uh, some cross the, the border and have to pay $150 uh, for the test uh, uh, to each service that they're coming over, I would ask myself the question, what is the attraction? 
that attract him to come over here. And I'm thinking about your uh, mom that brinded the baby in, uh, in this rainy night and uh, led the baby uh, sitting uh, underneath your bed and try to listening to the service and, and some have to pat the baby, put them to sleep and uh, just try to catch the word or two. And some people that's in the nursing room, in the toddler room. And I was asking, what is the attraction? It's a Christ that attracts those people. It's the word of Christ that attracts those people. It's not that how the man combed his hair. It's not that the man how eloquent he can speak or how breaking up he speak. It's not that that. It's the word of God that is attracted to the bride of Jesus Christ. And that in the, what is the attraction on the mountain? But Abraham said, on top of the Mount Olive come a little white donkey coming, walking down the hill with a group of people fanatically screaming, pulling off a palm leaves off the tree, throwing their clothes in the road, screaming, Hosanna to the son of David that come in the name of the Lord. This little mill he write was, uh, his writer was a uh, none other than God's anointed of the Messiah of the hour. God then, what he's doing? What is that attraction up there on the hill? Is God making history and God fulfilling prophecy. That attracts the people's attention. But though there is attraction, interpretation is always different. Sometimes when you're attracted with certain things, but the, the people, when they look at a different angle, some from this angle, some from that, the interpretation was totally wrong. Totally different. One from another, just like a heaven and an earth. And so that here, there's no difference in, in this, uh, in, in this context that here either. It's that, and that always causes an attraction. It brings all the critics up, the vultures of this morning's message, and the egos also. See, they come together to find out what's going on. And some coming for curiosity, and some coming to find fault. And the others coming to criticize. That's all kinds gathered, as we said this morning, believers, make believers and unbelievers. What's on the mountain? Prophesy is being fulfilled. And he said, but in the midst of all of it, he said, through every age and every prophet that had been or would be, there is going to be a certain amount of a people that's predestinated to hear the message. And they will follow it. Those ignore the crowds. They ignore the criticism of the unbeliever. They have no argument with them. They are, they've got one thing to do. That's a belief and to get every bit of it they can. Soak it in just like Mary who sat at the feet of Jesus. And when Jesus was come, you saw that the people, they, are, they was attracted by it. But the purpose for their attraction is different. Some is for curiosity. They never, they never heard of such a thing. And some is an unbeliever. They try to find the fault and they try to uh, criticize him. 
But God always ordained a group of a people, maybe not as many, but there is always a little group of a people. They are attracted by Jesus Christ and for the right cause, for the right purpose. They're not attracted by the society. They're not attracted by the social. They're not attracted just by fellowship, but they're attracted by God fulfilling the prophecy. And they, they have the right interpretation for this is coming. And that's why they give it the right interpretation for the attraction has attracted it with. And in the same message, he said, why couldn't they see that's a prophesy being fulfilled? He said that the same reason they can't say it today. He said that they had to took the word of God and made it out of a non-effect to the people. By teaching for tradition, for doctrine, the traditions of a man. Why that attraction, though attracted to them, but when they come to sitting or standing at the presence of Jesus Christ, but the word, it doesn't take any effect on them. And I'm speaking about us as well. Because in each church, you will find out the believer, unbeliever, and make-a-believer. And I think it is a behoof to us to ask us as a question, Yes, Lord, I'm coming here. Yes, Lord, I'm here. I'm sitting on my pew. But what exactly attracted me? That is a very serious question. Because then you put yourself into each category that we just read. Some for curiosity. Some maybe just for the social network. Some maybe just coming in here for the church. But I believe there's a group of people that come in here for none of those reasons. The only for one reason, they're soaking in in every bit the word of a God for their rapture face. And Brother Bramah said, he said, you daughters of Jerusalem and you daughter of Zion, rejoice, shout, scream out for your king comes to you, meek and lowly and humble and riding upon the foal of an ass. When the person be attracted, if they are attracted by the right purpose and the right reason, their response shows that they have been attracted and give the right interpretation of what has attracted them. They're not coming here for the other reasons. They're for the right cause of it. They want to soak in for every bit of it. They want to listen to every word that the minister is saying. They're listening to the tape. They want to listen to every word that what is the prophet has said. And not only that, therefore the one purpose, I'm listening to it, I'm hearing it, and I believe it. Lord, help me to live it. And when that action shows they had to be attracted for the right cause. And those are the, uh, uh, Jesus called them the, the daughter of Jerusalem and Zion. He said, uh, that's what the scripture that in Zechariah, when those people that when they saw that Jesus coming right on the little donkey, that uh, with um, uh, meekness and uh, with lowliness and uh, humbleness, and those are people, they're just shouting and screaming. You're thinking about that. Uh, that's because they have the revelation. When they, when they saw Jesus, they're not just saw just a humble little, little man coming. They saw the King of Heaven that are coming amongst them. And that's why they waved the palms, uh, palm branches and they, they screaming it out, Hosanna, Hosanna to the Son of the David. Their reaction shows that they got a revelation. Their response shows that they got a revelation. 
And what is the response and the direction for the true believer when they saw that attraction? The revelation is they live that what they believe to be the truth. And it, it means that what has been revealed to them, now it takes effect on them. And once they went out here, Brother John was at the preaching. I don't think I ever heard anything oh, uh, so marvelous, incredible, like what is the preach about to the revelation. If you haven't heard it, or if you heard it just once, I'll, I'll encourage you, go back to it, hear it again, and it again, and it again. Because one of the person really get to the revelation, their response shows. Their reaction shows. Their worship has become different. The attitude that they're coming to the church has become different. The previous storm, they're coming over. No matter to pay or not to pay, they want to cross the border to enjoy the service to coming in. Why? Because they want to soak in for every word. Because this is the word that will help them to go to the rapture. Their action shows, do they have it or do they not? The action shows what it has attracted to them. Their life that they lived daily and before Jesus Christ showed what do they, what is really attracted to them. The scripture was fulfilled because in Zechariah 9, 9, it said, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king comes unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and right upon an ass, and upon a cold and a fold of an ass. The people had read the scripture for years, thousands of years. But when it happened, everybody else is missing it. Only a little group of the people. And they, when they saw that, they said, this is the scripture fulfilled. And their action, actually follow exactly word to word with that what the Old Testament has said about him. Because when a scripture comes, it's not only fulfilled of the prophecy of Jesus Christ, they themselves also in that scripture. If Jesus Christ is riding on the colt, riding on an ass, riding on the donkey, come a lowly and humble. But he also said, a daughter of Zion, shout and scream because your king has come. They also fulfill that scripture. It's not only Jesus who fulfilled the prophesy, they themselves fulfill that prophesy. It's not a prophet who fulfilled the prophesy, you fulfill that prophesy too. He said, it ought to have been screaming, Hosanna to the king that comes in the name of the Lord. But there was a, just a little group doing that. Just a little group. It's not how much you confess, I believe, I believe. What is your action? What is your attitude? When trials come, what is your attitude? When conflict come, what is your attitude? When things that you couldn't understand, you couldn't even explain. What is your action? And then Brother Brother in the same message. He talked about the Elijah. The Old Testament Elijah is that this old woolly, fuzzy faced looking man, bald headed and the hairs hanging down over his face. Piece of sheepskin drafted around him and it hairs all over his body. He said, standing up there with a stake in his hand, 
and the crucible in outer hands that it just said three years and a half and before that has it not even do with full till I call from it. And for it, and what was the attraction? It was a God fixing to vindicate his prophet to be right. It was God fulfilling prophecy. God also making history, fulfilling the word. When God was uh, fulfilling his, his word, it was always called an attraction. And when the, the prophet Elijah was coming to fulfill the, the word, and he said that if Jehovah be God, he said to serve him. If Baal be God, serve him. And he led the, the, the people to make their decision. What is it that attracts you? And then those people, when they are, uh, some people that they saw that uh, the fire coming down to consume the, uh, uh, the sacrifice on the altar. And all of a sudden they all said, Oh, Jehovah is God. Jehovah is God. They saw the miracle. Then they make their decision. But God also said, I have a reserve to myself. 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of a Baal. When a prophet himself even thinking he's the only one left. But God said, before you do all of that, I have already preserved for myself 7,000 people. But you see that the people, they are attracted by the miracle. Attracted by the sign. But there are 7,000 people, no matter they saw the sign or they don't saw the sign, they're attracted by the word. They're not attracted just by sign, by miracles, by wonders. They're attracted by the word. If the word of God has said so, we believe it. If the word of God has said so, I'm not going to bow to that image of a Baal. If the word of God has said so, Lord, I receive it. I believe it. Help me to live it. If the word of God has a says so, Lord, when a world of temptation, world of temptation come, let me have enough strength to resist it. When the word of God has a says so, no matter I saw the sign or don't saw the sign, Lord, by your stripe, I am healed. God said, I have a reserved for myself 7,000 people. Though there are other people shouting and screaming, said that Jehovah is a God, but there's a 7,000 special people that I have a reserved for myself. No matter what happened, they always believe. They're attracted. But the right thing. Their action shows it. They're not a bow to that image. Amen. Why are they attracting other people? The prophet has said it because of God fulfilling his promise. And all we have to do, you preach the word, live the life. God will add to the church daily, such as you should be saved. That's Acts 2.47. Then I'll say, what is the attraction? That are among us. I believe God is fulfilling His prophecy. Because you believe the word when you live the life. That's the Christ in you that attracted the people. It's not just a, we're coming to the church. But there was a life that are living in the Bride of Jesus Christ that are really attracted to the people. They want to come to see what is this going on here. It's God has prophesied that he will have a spotless bride. And he's having it. And that attracts the people. 
It's those are the things that attracted the people. Not necessarily they will receive it, but they will be attracted. That's why you saw that the people that being attracted for a while, and after the fist goes. Anyway, you 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 probably understand what I'm saying. After that thing goes, and then they're gone too, right? Because of the fist, it becomes tasteless. What is a Coca-Cola? It's just the face. I mean, the face, fizz. <laughs> when the fizz are gone, it's just sugar water. <laughs> they just want to have the taste of it. They just have an excitement of it. Don't let me get on that. I might try it on some toes. But when that thing is gone, when excitement is gone, what has been really attracted a person? It has to be the Word Himself to attract that person. To live a life is a hard work. To enjoy the fizz, it was just an excitement. But to day in, day out, service in and service it out. And by believing in the Word, that Word constantly washing the person. That Word constantly transforming, changing the person. That is a heart. But that is what God really wants. Because it's that will hold a person. It's that will make a person steadfast that a womb is unmovable. That's why Lord Jesus said, I give you the kingdom is unshakable. I give you the kingdom is unmovable. What is unmovable? The power of the word of God that is unmovable. What is attracted a person is some unusualness. So there's an unusualness that are attracted to the person. It's unusual in this age for a person to live a holy life. When your sisters go to the mall, I think Sister Margaret shared the testimony. She was over there and just in one of the closest store. And then the person just watching her, just watching her. Then they're coming to her. And then they said, oh, you're a Christian. And they start to, what speak to that? It was the unusualness. Because in this evil age, to live a holy life is impossible. Without the word, you cannot live the holy life. But the word life when come into the person is not you living, but that life living inside of you start to manifest automatically. It's unusualness. It's unusual to for a person to uh, witness to the people, and when it started speaking about the word, then the sparkle started to um, uh, showed up in his eye, brother Jay. It was unusualness. That's what Sister Zoe have said. He said, I never saw any person that have been a witness about what they believe. It was so passionate. We might be thinking that's a fanatic even for the believer, but it's that attraction of the person. It's unusual for a person still be passionate about the Bible. Still passionate about the Word of God. Still passionate about what they have believed. When they talk about a testimony, their face will start to like a flower. What's happened? There was something that's done real in that person's life. It's very unusual for this lukewarm age 
Then the people worship the Lord with their hands lifted up and dancing in the spirit. And some of you may be even speaking in the town. And some of them will rise up and as soon as the not to the, uh, when a song would start to start to sing, it's unusual. It's unusual for the people can enjoy the service. It's unusual for the people come in the day in, day out, and the service after service without being bored. It's unusual. And that attracts the people. It's because they're in the bride when they receive the word. The word turned into a life. A power that inside of them for themselves they cannot even explain. They couldn't explain how can they be in the week and during the day, during the wake of a time, they're working, they're tired, they're so worn out. But when they hear the word of a God, they're just almost like a, a zombie come to life. It was unusual. That shows that in that word has the strength. In that word has the life of Jesus Christ. That's why the last servant I said that the bride of Jesus Christ is unpredictable. Because Satan cannot have predicted them. When there is in such a sickness, they couldn't even, don't, don't know even the next day, were they getting better or not? And then it showed up in the service again. They're unpredictable. When it seems like they lost their strength, some become a weak, and Satan thinking that he's a successful, but all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit is to drop in, they rise up again, worshiping the Lord, no matter the hurt, no matter the pain, or no matter what happens. That attracts us to people. In the same message, he said that what about the time of the prophet turned and said, Behold, there come the Lamb of a God that takes away the sin of the world. He talked about the John the Baptist. Now, what's the attraction? It's a change from the prophet to his prophecy. It's not that the prophet just that attracting, but it's is a prophecy. Now it's that attracting. We have to the, the prophets and ministry has been attracted uh, so many crowds, so many people, millions after millions. But there is only a few has been left or remained. They're not attracted just by the prophet, but they're attracted by his prophecy. This is the time we saw that a prophecy that was fulfilled. This is the time that we saw there was another mighty angel has came down. From heaven, a closer with a cloud, and a rainbow that is upon his head. This is the time that we saw that the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound that the mystery of a God should be finished. That prophecy that was used to be in the Bible, but now has fulfilled. That caused it an attraction. But it's not only that a prophet has it attracted us. But it's a prophecy. Now is it attracted us? That I said, if you're just a prophet that passed it away, resulted in a bride that still lived alive, there was no attraction anymore. I think at one time I heard a brother Ed was preaching and another angel 
He's talking about the words of the Catherine Coleman. There was a no, nothing left at all his her ministry. Where's all Roberts? When he left, the man left, it gone. Where's the Billy Graham? Where's the, the Tommy Oswin, the Tommy Hicks, all of that? When they left, they're gone. But when a prophet left, the message actually become increased. The life will become increased. The testimony become a more. You shall do the greater thing. When the man gone, nothing left. But when this man gone, the work multiplied. Why? Because it changed. Their attraction changed from the prophet to his prophecy. I would say that the prophecy that is still fulfilling. It's not only fulfilling in the prophet's time, in the prophet's ministry, but it's still fulfilling today. Then this caused the attraction of the people. Then I will say... This is the time that for us to fulfill what is the prophecy has a prophesied. If I can ask, does the dry bone can live it again? I will say that prophesy has been fulfilled. And we do so dry bone that it come back to life again. Do we see that the sickness will be healed? Yes, that prophesy has been fulfilled. We do so the sickness has been come, uh, come become healed. Do we saw that the children that are come back to life again? The prophecy said in Isaiah 49, 24, it says, Shall the prey be taken from the mighty or the lawful captive, captive delivered? He said, But thus says the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away, and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For I will contend with him that contend with thee, and I will save thy children. And I will say, the attraction has changed from the prophet now to the prophecy. And let me say in the name of Jesus Christ, that prophecy also fulfilled. And that caused the attraction. And then in James 5, 16, it said, An effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And I will say, that prophesy is also fulfilled to the brother Roy. That prophesy not only fulfilled in one person, it can fulfill in every person that are living and in here. Because of the attraction has to change from the prophet now to the prophesy. But you see, people, they didn't recognize it. They're attracted, but when they're coming to find out what's the problem, what is it going on here? And some are just for the curiosity, some still wondering it around, you know, what's happening here? Let me see. This is the prophecy that God is fulfilling. That's what is the attraction on that mountain. And that is what is the attraction on this hill called the Cloverdale Bible Way. It's God fulfilling His prophecy. As it changed from the prophet to the prophecy. But when the people, they don't realize it. They're looking left and the right. And all they saw, somebody just tried to find a fault 
in Jesus' time and some and try to find something that he can criticize it about. But God said that there's a little group of people that it was always a little group of the people and they catch it. And when they catch it, they live their life according to what it attracted them to. Let me make a turn here. And we read to the scripture. The scripture talking about Jesus. They're riding low down in the meek. But in that time, oh, he's riding onto the donkey. But those people, they rejected him. They don't want to have nothing to do with him. But they come to a facing a decision. They either have to release Jesus or they have to kill him. There's a note in between. And in that, uh, in their decision making, there's a man called a Bar- Bar- Barabbas. And he is the one that was first the time saw the name of Barabbas and had never seen him again. And then when they, uh, when they rejected the Jesus, according to their rule, they must release somebody. So what they did, Instead of a choosing the Savior, the King of a Jew, they released a murder. And that's what is it in this age that a church world has done. They released Barabbas is not because, uh, Barabbas is a good man or he's a, such a, a, such a man that, uh, after the people's heart. No. They have no use of it. He's a murder. They release him is because of the political. They release him because they hate the word more. When they hate the word in such a way, they don't care who. As long as we get rid of the word, we can let anybody be released. They don't care who they release. They don't care that a who's is coming to the church. They only care they reject the message of this hour. All they have been caring about is to kill the word. Kill the influence of it. Kill the life. We don't want this alive. We don't want this things that's coming along in our church. We don't want this revival that is happening over here. Then they can release anything. So when the church and the government, then they become united, they rejected the word. And when the church and the worldism become united, they rejected the word. But they have to use the word for something. So instead of using the word to transform a person, they only use the word as a tradition, take the effect out of this word. So that the word doesn't take the effect on the people anymore. Then they released Barabbas. As I said, they have no use of him. The only thing they receive in him, because they don't want Jesus Christ. You know that the church have no use of the people like what well, we are here. Because you've done no good to their denomination. All they have is the tradition. All they have is just going to the church. But then because they rejected the word, that's why they have no use of the true believer. And they don't want to have nothing 
to do with Jesus. But when the Pharisees and those are pilots and then we get together, then they take the, I'll say, they are released to the Barabbas. When a church and start to taking in everything that is in the world, lukewarmness or whatever that is in, they crucified the word that again, because the word has no effect along them. And all they do, they just take in members. They just take in the people. And it made them just as no effect. They're coming to the church, just become a church goer. But there's no life showed it in there. Because all they want to do is just take their money in. You know, just we just need some a church member. And they said to Barabbas free. And then I will see the I will say the church world has said to the people free. They used the word, they killed the word to set the Barabbas free. And they killed, rejected the message in this hour, and then they set the people free. They said, you are free, can do anything that you want it. You can believe anything that you want it. You don't have to live a holy life. You can wear whatever you want it. You can say whatever you want to say. They are free. They set them free. By rejecting the word. And make them just become a heaven. The person has a word of God has a no defect. Why no defect? Because they rejected the word in this hour. Brothers, sisters, if we reject the message of this hour, though you release as a Barabbas, but you have no life in that. We saw Barabbas was set free. And I think Brother Branham was talking about Jesus Christ has uh, died in his stead. And you go to the, the church and you see that the people, I don't see that in the church they don't have a good, good people. I think in any church, they have the people that's really sincere. And that they really love the Lord and the uh, have a sincere heart for the Lord. But there's no life can really satisfy them. There's no word can really satisfy them. Though they can be free, though they can be released like a Barabbas, though they can have a sincere heart and be in the church and the, the, the believe. But that's not what God really wanted a believer at. I remember that when I was in the in a church and in China, in the spirit self of the church, don't tell me that we're not sincere. We're very sincere. And I remember we have to go to the church almost three times a week, just as much as you do here. And after the church, we feel this is not enough, and we invite the people coming to our house. We have a prayer meeting. That prayer meeting lasts about five or six hours, nonstop. And people call on the Lord and we cry to the Lord and we pray with sincere. We have the sincerity in that. Is that wrong? No. That is absolutely what God is want to do. But God wants to give us more. If a person loves to really be sincere to the Lord, the Lord will meet that need. 
But it had to be dead sincere. Sincere that when God moves, that you can sense it. You know this is God moving and you want to believe it. But you see, God don't want us to be just be released as a Barabbas did. He want to bring us closer. He actually wants to bring us into Him. Not just a release, do whatever you can do. But uh, He wants uh, His own life that is dropping into us. In Christ is the mystery of a God to reveal. He said, well, all this mystery is revealed only as He promised to His bride. Hell is against this truth of the revelation of this ministry, of, of this mystery. But a bride is standing on it. That's her stand. What do you hunger? Why do you hunger, church? Why do you thirst? It's the Father trying to reveal this hidden secret to you. He wants to live in you. Christ, mystery of a God, revealed in you. He doesn't want to release you. Do whatever you can do. Said, okay, I'm free. Now I can do whatever I can do. No, he said, I want to reveal myself. I want to live inside of you. I want to transform you. Change your nature. So that the love of the world was totally be diminished. So you can be steadfast. Not up and down, in and out all the time. You will be changed the person. He doesn't want to just release you. He want to bring you to Him. But you let so many things get it out of you. You let your job, you let your wife, you let your husband, you let your children, you let the cares of the world. You let some pastor, you let somebody else get that out of you. When you know that way down in your heart, you are thirsting. You're hungry. You said, oh, that's to the world. No, that's to the believer. You said, that's to our church. That's to the Bible way. He said, is God trying to reveal it to you? Barabbas was released. Brother Barabbas said, the Roman centurion, and the trumpet and into the cell. And he probably thinking, oh, I'm going to die, and I'm going to die. And then it opened up the jail door, said, come out, Bar- Barabbas. And it was a shaking and trembling coming out with the chain on, on his hand, on his leg, on his feet. And the centurion unlocked it and said, go. He said, go. What do you mean? He said, you're free. Barabbas said, I'm free? He said, yeah, you can go. Do whatever you want to do. Barabbas said, I'm not saying that this is true. Barabbas want to do this. Barabbas, then Barabbas said, oh, he said, oh, well, if I'm free, I can do whatever I can do. I just go to murder again. You know what? That's not a joke. That's what's happened actually to the people. Church who released them so that it gave them the excuse that they can sin. So that they can come to the church, fulfill their, their satisfaction of a religion. Then they can go out and sing just like any fallen angel. 
And then come back to the here and not for a Catholic priest, but come to hear the few words and then go back to seeing it again. It seems like it doesn't even bother them. Why? They're released. But they're not dead yet. They haven't been nailed on the cross yet. I don't think I got a time to go into that, but I'll just try to wrap it up here. God don't want to release Barabbas. God wanted death. God wants you to die with him on the cross. Though Barabbas was released, but that's not to the believer's portion. That's not what God really wants to us. He wants us to be nailed on that cross right beside Him. So that He can see, Lord, remember me when you come to your kingdom. Christ wanted death so that you can live. Then He can say, today you will be with me in paradise. I don't want to release you. I want you to die with me. I want you dying on the same cross like I'm dying. You need a death. You don't need a release. You don't need a free. You need to die. The reason you're out is because you haven't died yet. The reason you're up and down is because you haven't died yet. Then you start to build. Then you start to build. It hides the foundation. No matter how shallow that is. Or how deep that is. It won't show. Until. The flood came. Until the earthquake came. Then it shows. What's your foundation. It has to be died to the world. So that you can live before Christ. If you don't die with Him, you won't live with Him. If you don't die with Him, you won't resurrect it with Him. A continuing living is based on a continuing dying. That's for everyone. For myself as well. I think we all can need a dose of a death. Why that? Because God wants a far more closer walk that you had with Him. He don't want to send you free. He wants you. He wants Himself to be living inside of you. It take a death, die to the world, so you can live with Him. And He can't reveal Himself to you until you completely die. If you go to back home to read that you must be born again, that's the whole message that Brother Van was talking about. That it takes a death to be born again. 
You have to die to this world so that you can be born again. You have to die with Him on the cross. You have to die before you can see He come into His kingdom. For our believer, for our message kids, I think that's especially, especially important. Because many times that the things can be building up so high and so flowery and so fancy. And only years later we find out we absolutely built it wrong. We haven't died yet. We're a good boy, good girl. Come to BCA, come to church, read into the Bible, listen to the message, in the background, whatever that is, but haven't died yet. I remember that the time of when I die is the hard thing ever I've experienced. Day it in, day it out, month in, month out. And things has been besetting me. I try to get rid of, I wouldn't go. I try to get rid of, I pick it back. I try to get rid of, I pick it back. You think you love a video game? I love that too. But in those times, there was no video game. They called it SimCity. Anybody know SimCity? Man, you're holy. <laughs> and you give yourself an excuse to not die to that. The reason is, well, it's not too bad. They're preaching never against the same city. They're just against the game. I'm not saying you have to get rid of that, okay? Just as God, He doesn't care about all the things that you have bothered. He cared about if you're ready to die yet. If you're ready to die, Holy Ghost, the first job He do, He kill you. But you have to be ready to die. Then he kill you. He wouldn't merge you in cold blood. He'll ask your permission. Should I kill you? Are you ready yet, Jonathan? When you're ready, then the Holy Spirit will come. By your permission, you have to permit him to do this. It takes a death so that you can live again. Let me bring it to the adults here. Sometimes we wouldn't got to deliver it because we're not dead yet. Sometimes we're bothered about a certain things in our life. It's because we haven't died fully yet. I'm not saying that you are not the Christian. But as I said, that a continuing living is based on a continuing dying. Paul said, I die daily. Denied himself daily. Sometimes we play with the depression so long. I wonder, when are you going to die to that thing? Sometimes you let that thing, you allow that thing to bother you in and out, in and out. How long are you going to play with that thing? Before you say to the Lord, Lord, kill them. If you don't kill them, let me die right here. I remember when I was in that a little, right now what a BCA is at. I lay my face on the ground. 
I said, Lord, I'm going to die. Lord, you got to kill this old person. There are so many habits as it lays on me, bothering me, besetting me. Lord, I don't want to just take a habit because I know if you take it off of this habit, then another habit is going to come. If you take another habit, then another habit will come. I want you to kill this Murphy. Lord, I'm going to lay myself here. Kill. Kill this person. Let him completely die to the world. You know God is a faithful. When you're ready to die, the presence of a God coming down. And he's kill you right away. And you can never be the same anymore. You don't have to let your mom to tell you you need to live holy. You don't have to let your daddy be on your tail all the time. You start to get closer to God. Why? You nailed it right beside him. You have to die to that spirit of up and down, in and out. You have to ready to die. So, Lord, this is it. I'm not going to play with the things this anymore. If you be like the body of Robinson, Lord, if you don't give me the Holy Spirit, and when you come back, you will see a pile of bones here. Sometimes he does take that. For the person to get in desperate. When they're in business to God. Desperate enough. God will come. When you die. He'll live in you. When you don't die. He will never going to come to you. You can build. You can run through all the emotion that you can run through. You can pump yourself up. You can go to the summer, winter camp. As much as you want. You need to die. When a person died, Christ can live in that person. When we read him in business, it says, Lord, I'm died to my worry. I'm not going to let this thing plague me anymore. I'm not going to let I'm going to die with this thing. And God will take care of that. I'll think about today. That, that thief that on the cross... There's two of them. But you know actually there's three. I'm not talking about a Judah. This Barabbas. But the Bible said that the Barabbas and them, they're all robbers. Because the thief and the robbers and the original word is actually the same word. All three of them that day need to be put to death. But Barabbas escaped. He was released under the political the garments that ended the church when they united, the hate of the world most, they released him. Brothers are so happy. My goodness. This is so close. I thought I'm going to die. But there's someone die for me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But the other two, they dragged him out of the prison. If all three of them had died, that's two won't have any problem. But when they saw their co-worker, when they saw that a robber, that a wisdom was sent to release, I wonder what went through their mind. Why not me? I was the same with them. 
He's worse than me. Why he got delivered? Why he got freed? Why he can do whatever he wants to do? Why he can dress like that without being punished? Why he can blaspheme the message and without being punished? Why he can do that? Little they know God has a better plan for one of that two. When the two of them are dragging out of the cell, I was thinking that the, the grief that are in their mind. And when they bear the cross, just as Jesus bared the cross. Because all of them had to bear the cross. And Jesus doesn't show one sign of a Messiah. Jesus doesn't show one sign of strength. All he show is weakness. Because the Spirit left at him. And one of the two malefactors, when they saw Jesus was bearing the cross, they bearing the cross. And when they saw that the heaviness crushed the Jesus under the cross, and they're still strong, they're in the prison. They're probably even thinking, we heard about this Messiah. If he, by his death can save that Barabbas, sure, he can do some miracles right on the way before we go to the Golgotha, be crucified. They have their hope. They have their wishes. They have something in their heart of thinking, maybe some miracle going to happen. But when they're getting closer to the Golgotha, the death spot, where are they going to take death? When they're getting closer, their hope is getting diminishing, getting dimmer and dimmer. It's like some people, when we're bearing the cross, sometimes it's getting heavier. The trial you went through, the things that are in your life has been to make you heavier and heavier. And you pump yourself up. Yes, Lord, I believe you. I know you're a Messiah. I know you're the Lord working in a miracle. Lord, you can save that children. You can save my children too. Lord, you can heal that sickness. You can heal my sickness too. Lord, you can deliver that family. You can deliver my family too. Lord, you can bring that marriage together. You can bring my marriage together too. Lord, you provide a job for another person. You can provide a job for me too. But when a journey getting closer to the death spot, their hopes start to get dimmer and dimmer. Because they didn't see any sign of strength on Jesus. All they saw, weakness, weakness, weakness. And when a nail punched into their hands, reality come to them. When that's a cold nail that went through their feet, the scream. Then reality come to them. I'm dying. I'm just dead as anybody is going to die. This Jesus doesn't help me at all. But little do they know God has a better plan for that thief that was nailed on his right hand side. And then that thief with another thief, they're just cussing. They're cursing. They're railing. They're 
reviled Jesus. If you are Christ, save yourself and save us. You can do it. You've done it before. Why don't you do it to me? Why don't you do it to my family? What's the problem with you? And when they were going through all of that agony, just as Jesus was going through that agony, when they heard Jesus said, My God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? All their hope shattered. God forsaken him. How can God save me? But they don't know. He must die so that he can save all the rest of them. Oh, how we thank you for the sovereign grace, brother Jim. It's not by man. It's not by power. But it's by the Spirit. The sovereign grace. When they were nailed beside Jesus Christ. The sovereign grace. Dropping one thief. Didn't drop in another. But dropped that thief. That on the right side of Jesus Christ. That sovereign grace. Come out upon him. Brother Branham said. Let me read it to you. Before the musician come. He said he understood. That that was God. Dying for our sin. He talked about it as thief. The only way he could die. Would be put to death in the flesh. He can't be put to death in spirit. Because that's the eternal spirit. And he had to be in flesh. To be put to death. So they just misunderstood. But he understood it. God bring the sovereign grace. Give the sovereign revelation. In that crucial moment. To that thief. He doesn't want him to be like a Barabbas. Just released. Do what he can do. He nailed him purposely. Right beside him. Said today you're going to be with me. In the paradise. You will be the last one. In the paradise. Then we are cleared out of paradise. We go to the presence of a God. Oh, bride of Jesus Christ, we live in the last days. We're not going to the paradise, but we're going to the presence of a God. He don't want you to go. He don't want to just release you. All they want to do, He nail you in that situation that you are in. But the purpose is not to kneel you there. The purpose is to bring the sovereign grace revelation to you. Said today you will be with me in the paradise. Today you will be with me when the whole world crumble. I give you strength. When the whole world go to evil, I give you the purity. When the whole world be destroyed, you will be raptured with me. He had a better plan for the bride of Jesus Christ. That's why we're going through what we're going through. That's why we can do all the other people do. When all about everybody feel free, feel free. Just do this and do that. You find out the bride of Jesus Christ was nailed on the cross right beside Jesus. But what a revelation. That is man God. It's all from God. Let it give it to him. Let a musician come. The revelation is. He was nailed right beside. The atonement. He know God cannot die. It must be. Man to die. 
but God inside of him. If God inside of him, today he's my atonement. But he said, remember me. When you come to your kingdom. I have no time for that. Today, that Jesus is his atonement. But he also recognized, if God inside of him, the flesh died as atonement, he must come as a God into his kingdom. He must be coming back. Today, he's the Lamb of a God. But when he comes back, he will be the lie of a tribe of a Judah. He will be the king. Come back to this kingdom. Then he said, Lord, I remember you. You are my atonement. You remember me when you become a king, when you come back. Amen. Oh, bride of Jesus Christ, we receive that atonement. But when he come back, he won't be just a lamb. He will be the lie of a tribe of a Judah. And when the lie roar, the book is also open. He tell the lamb took the book. But when the book is open, the seven thunders are the answer of the voice. It's a lion that is a roar. It's not just a lamb that's the bleeding, but it's a lion has been roar in our age right now. At this moment, he gave us the message. The message is not just an atonement. The message is not to just set you free. But the message is to bring you to death. Then that you resurrected it again. So that you have that voice that living inside of you. That kingdom living in you. And that king is a ruling dominion inside of your heart. That he's like a lion. That's a roar. Next time I want a Satan is a roaring. Now you can roar back. Because he made us a king and priest as well. If he's a lie, at least you're a lioness. When Satan roar, that's why you can like a brother wrong said a boo devil. Is this all you can do, Sister Francine? Is this the devil that all you can do? You bring it to the zone, boo devil. You return back. Why the lion roar? Satan is just a roar like a lion. He's not a lion as a roar. He's just a like like a lion. But we have the true lion. The really true lion, Brother Sam. Let us stand. But Abraham said, a dying thief looked to him in an hour of distress. And what did he find? He found this pardon. The Roman governor couldn't pardon him. No one else could pardon him. But he looked to Jesus in his distress. And he found somebody who could pardon him. I'm the thief. The Lord has pardoned. I think we all can see that we are the thief. So the Lord has a part in us. Barabbas can be released, but a garment can find any excuse and bring him back. He's not a truly released. But this thief, he was nailed on a cross. He cannot even come out of that. 
Brothers can be taken back to the prison again. But this thief, he will never be put back to the prison again. He was completely released. He was the last one going to the paradise. And in that day, Jesus cleared out of the paradise. And to go, go to the presence of God, go to the city. And be forever with God. May the Lord bless every one of us. We're coming to the final age. We're in the final hour. Let us gird ourselves with it up. Lord had a better plan for us. Don't complain. Don't murmur. There's nothing to complain about. He nailed us right beside the atonement. And He also nailed us right beside the coming King. And we're so thankful that God gave us His word. Let us bow right ahead. Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord, how we thank you, Lord. You're the real line of a tribe of Judah. Oh God, how you have a pardoned us, thief. Lord, you have a pardoned us. Lord, not only pardoned us, but Lord, as I thief said, remember me when you come to your kingdom. Lord, we can see you have already come into your kingdom. Because the kingdom is right in our heart. And you are now the spiritual king that will over domain that our heart. We give our life to you. Lord, you have controlled our daily living. You controlled our heart. You controlled our soul. Our whole focus is none beside you. Everything that we do is only focus on you. Lord, you're the king that over our kingdom. You're the king that over our life, Lord. You said you also made us a king and a priest. So that as a priest we can interceding for our brothers and for our loved ones. But as the king, Lord, we have the power and the supreme authority that you give it to us. To overcome every devil, every demon, Lord, in this hour. Father, we give you all the thanks and glory. And we just worship you because you are the only one that is worthy for all this worship. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Let's uh, sing a song. Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Let's just uh, worship the Lord. Do you love the Lord? How wonderful it is. He gave us a better place. Sometimes you might think that's the end. You're in the difficulty. You know, most of the impossible ones just not seemingly had an end of it. But God knew you right beside the atonement. And He was always coming at the right time. Let's sing the Here I Am Worship.
another song just before we go. Uh, you won't be bound by the broken chain. I know the brother Ryan's used to sing this, but I think of always his absence here. We can all sing that all together just to the worship of our Lord. Satan cannot abide you anymore. The broken chain cannot abide you. No matter how sick it is. You know when a chance is bound a person, you don't have to dissolve the chain. You just break one link of it. The whole thing falling apart. That link, Jesus has it broken that on the cross. So you won't be bind. No matter how scareful the Satan looks like, but he can never bind you. Let's just sing it all together before we go.
wonderful God that we served. How marvelous that He is. I just feel that I want to worship Him a little bit. Shall we just lift Him as a name and a love? Thinking about it in the past that you haven't won through. Thinking about it. That he can let you free, but He said, no, I'm not going to let you free. I have a better plan for you. I want you to die with me so that you can be resurrected with me. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, God, we just want to give you thanks, Lord. We just feel we want to worship you, Lord. How marvelous you are, Lord. You're the only one that can deliver. And you have delivered. You're the only one that can heal. And you have healed, Lord. Oh, God, you nailed us right beside us at atonement. You don't want us to be far away. And you send down the revelation that in this hour is a sovereign grace that give us this revelation. It's not man-made, but Lord, is vindicated through and through by God Almighty so that your bride can catch this revelation. Oh God, we thank you, Lord. We glorify your name. And your name is to be praised. You're worthy for all the praise of the Lord. Oh God, if there's the people still being bound, Lord, may they hear that the jubilee trumpet has sounded. Many hear that the crackling of the broken chain, Lord. The Satan has no dominion over them. But Lord, you're living inside of them, can have a dominion over every sin, every unbelief. Father, we commit as a whole congregation that it into your hand. Lord, we know you have spoken the word to us through the prophet. Lord, what is attraction on a mountain? It's because God is fulfilling his prophecy. Lord, you are fulfilling that the promise that you promised for this age. We saw the dry bones that come to life again. We saw our prodigals that come back to the home again. Lord, we saw the little backslider that come into the sheepfold again. We saw the little one that had been riven by the wolves in the world. Lord, you take them back and then put a bandage on them and heal them and repair them. Lord, we give you all the thanks, Lord. I just pray you, Lord, to be with it every father, every mother, every young person, every single one, whoever they are. Lord, I pray, let your double portion of a blessing be upon them. Lord, send your blessing with us, Lord. Let the presence of a God just go with your children. Lord, in their car, in their room. Lord, admit them meditating. What a grace of a God has given to us. Oh, God. We're not complaining. We're not murmuring. We know you have a prepared that it's a better thing for us. Sometimes the road is getting narrower. Sometimes the storm is getting bigger. The ring getting heavier. But Lord, you nailed us right beside that atonement. We just say, Lord, remember me, Lord. When you come to your kingdom, which you have done, Lord, we love you, Lord. Our whole heart is for you. Lord, uh, there's no word to express our feeling to you, Lord. You're just such a lovely Lord. We thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless every one of you. Uh, Just wonder if we can sing the last song. Bless be the name of my rock before we go. Just may the Lord of presence be with every one of you. It's so good to see you, Jonathan. And your dear wife, uh, yeah, that was amazing grace of God to see you come to the church and the sitting in your pew. I just pray the Lord to bless you and bless you and bless you. Let's sing it together. Uh, blessed be 
the name of my rock. Say the best thing you can say if you want to worship. Keep on worshiping. If you want to go home, keep on going home. May the Lord bless you until we see you once more. God bless you all.